Welcome back to Chapped Yams. Welcome to the podcast after our month-long hiatus. Dude, I am so stoked to have this um, beautiful instrument in my hands. I, I feel like I, I got to talk I gotta talk about this for go like 30 for it, seconds before we start the show. Get it all out. Um, it all out. Oh, man. Okay. Uh, for those of you who know me, I'm a guitar lover. I'm a guitar player. And uh, I recently, just today, like a couple hours ago, before I drove to Anthony's house, like, I bought this beautiful um, Pono guitar, and it's maybe the most beautiful thing I've ever touched and have ever seen. And uh, yeah, man, I got it for a super great deal. John, the owner, is an amazing guy, so I implore you to go to your local music store and pick up Pono instruments. They're gorgeous. And if you're here right now, you would totally agree with me. Oh, man. Not that, a sponsor. That seemed that seemed like a paid advertisement. But I'm really <laughs> just stoked to to have it. That's our um, that's our unofficial of, unofficial official advertisement for Pono Guitars. Yes. Thanks again, John. <laughs> oh man. <clears throat> yeah, we are back with all new equipment. We got a. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man, we recently uh, upgraded our microphones. Uh, <laughs> do you want to you want to explain to them our new setup and our new studio? Yes. So I, I was I was generously gifted a lapel microphone <laughs> for Christmas. Of course, there's two of us and just one microphone. So we've yeah. So we decided to wear an XXL shirt <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and snuggle I'm, up in there together. Yeah, I'm taking the left half. Anthony's uh, taking the right, and we're sharing this lapel mic together. It's pretty great. No, dude, for Anthony's a genius. What he did was he uh, he got his father's beautiful uh, pool cue. He snapped it in half, <laughs> <laughs> and then he just clipped the lapel mic onto one of the wood shards. And it's brilliant, <laughs> and he stabbed it into the couch, <laughs> which well, is technically true. Of course, the non Hollywood version of that is I I unscrewed one of our pool sticks and stuck it in between the couch cushions. <laughs> And attach the mic. I know, but, but it on, works surprisingly well. On I, paper, on paper, you just re-explained what I explained. If you put that into Google Translate, if you put our transcript into Google Translate and then translated it back, it would just be the same story twice. <laughs> you have the heart of a writer. Thanks, thanks. <laughs> this, uh, you should have told me this when I was 13 and writing all those fanfics. So we got some interesting topics to talk about today. We have... You had a topic. Yeah, you? okay, I have, I have a topic because I don't want to make it sound like I'm um, like spoiled or like, you know, like a spoiled American. I'm, I'm holding this luxury item in my hand, so maybe <laughs> I am a spoiled American. <laughs> but, um, but, dude, what are like some things that are totally not, <laughs> not serious problems like slavery mm. or, like, or like money embezzling schemes? What are things like small things in everyday life that just ruin your day? Like, my day was almost ruined before I got this guitar. I, I, I feel like my, my life is like a, it's like a cartoon sometimes. Like, I went home after my day at school, at my day at the university, and I changed clothes. I got, I got to shower because I wanted to go meet John to buy this guitar. And I just remember being so stoked to get this guitar. I said, man, what a great day. Like, I said it out loud. What a great day. And I reached my hand out and accidentally knocked off the plastic candle that I have in my room. And the candle fell. And it has, like, this, <laughs> it has like this sharp, um, it has, like, this sharp, um, 
plastic piece that made up the fake flame, and it just went right into my foot. A fake it, flame? Yeah. Okay. Let me let me clarify. Real men, real men. This have is fake a, candles. Real men have <laughs> fake candles. Like women, you know, they, like you know, they want real candles. They want the real deal. But men, they know that if you have a real candle, you leave it unattended, it's gonna burn the house down, right? <laughs> so I ch- I chose the sensible route. I I said. As a man, I want my room to smell like vanilla bean, but I'm not willing to catch my house on fire, right? But so. the irony is you still managed to cause an accident with it. Yeah, and it just fell on my foot, and the plastic piece just broke on my toe, and it hurt so bad. I was like, so I just sat there, on my, and I, I just sat there on my floor for like a good minute, just like going, ah, ah, why? And it ruined my day. You know it's first world problems when the maximum amount of time it affects is a, a good minute. <laughs> yeah, man. You know my, um... Do you, do, you, do you have one? A fake candle? No, no. <laughs> do you have, like, something that ruins your day? Because I, I almost segued it into something new, but I'll save it for later. Oh, no, I have two, actually. Because um, these both happened within the past week. Two, two day ruiners. They mm. hit me pretty hard. Did they so. did they ruin your day twice or two separate days? These were two separate days, I believe. Um, it's kind of along the same lines of yours. The the other day I was, so I always have the hardest time dragging myself out of bed in the morning. I always as, as I, I always, always push it to the last minute. But the other day I finally got myself to get up right when my alarm went off because mm-hmm. I was like. I told myself I'm gonna go. To, I'm gonna go downstairs. I'm gonna have a nice cup of coffee before I go to work. Yeah, man, that's what everybody needs. So right? I actually do it. I get up at six instead of six thirteen or six eighteen or whatever, which is like you know, of course, like that eighteen minutes of sleep. It doesn't help at all, but it like makes my day so much yeah, more stressful. Yeah. But um, yeah, so I go downstairs. I have my wonderful AeroPress and I'm making my coffee and I just knock it off the counter. Still brewing. So I have, you know, it's like... It's too late to try again, right? Like at, at this point, it's like 6.27, and I'm about to leave for work. So now my, my early day becomes a late day. So I, I spend a while cleaning it up. It, you know, it's not just coffee. It's coffee and coffee grinds. Right, right. On on, on white flooring that will stain. Well, off of the counter, so it dripped into the drawers. It, oh, dude. Yeah, this was just not my morning, so. Hey, man. Hey, man. I guarantee you there's a dude in, like, Turkey right now who has the same exact problem. <laughs> he does not think it's a first world problem. Believe I am me. with you, man. That is a that is a universal problem. Dude, Hassan, he, he, uh, he sympathizes with you, buddy. Yeah, so it took me a while to clean up, and, you know, by the time I finally did, I don't think I went back for another cup of coffee. I, I accepted the fact that I'm going to be late for work. But what happened next is I opened up the drawer to kind of get the extra bits that didn't get cleaned up. Okay. And I, so I take the, we have this little, like, this little kind of wooden crate for all our forks and knives. I'm sure most people have this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I took it out, and then about a minute later, I knock that off the counter. It falls upside down. All the sharp knives and all our forks and all our spoons... Dude, maybe, all over the floor. Maybe your life is more like a cartoon than mine, man. That's, that's it, just it, it like... felt pretty sitcommy. It was terrible, but I made it. I lived. I'm so glad you did, man. I'm glad you <laughs> lived to tell the tale, man. What an interesting. Yeah, man. What else? Oh, I have one. I have one. Okay, we'll do okay. this cycle. This is a um, yeah, because you have one more, right? Yeah. I. This is a total first world problem. I think. I'm sure everyone in every country has experienced this experienced this but i only experienced it twice and i'll tell you about the first time it ever happened to me um this 
when it happened, it happened in Japan. I always call it the Kyoto pants story, just to keep it vague. <laughs> so um, when I was in Kyoto for the summer,、uh, this was last year, last last year, 2016. I didn't、okay. want to date it.、Um, <laughs> we were in a really small house. It was 15 of us in a small house, and sometimes the kitchen was kind of our place to chill out, right? So after right. a full day of Um, of just going around in Kyoto and stuff.、Um, I'm trying to keep it vague just because I don't want to spill too many details、mm-hmm. if、um, the organizations and stuff don't want to be associated with this story.、Um, after a long day, we're hanging out in the kitchen. Everyone's eating their sweet potatoes and gyoza and doing whatever. And I come in late, so there's no more seats in the kitchen. Everyone's sitting on the windowsills and, the, and all the chairs. And I'm sure there was some dude sitting on the fridge. There was just, <laughs> like, there was just no seats left.、Okay. So I'm in the corner of the kitchen and I say out loud, Watch me squat. What I meant to say in my head was, I'm gonna squat, which I didn't need to say anyway, but I said, Watch me squat. And all the eyes in the kitchen turned to me, and I did, as an Asian man, I did the Asian squat. But sometimes, this was the first time it ever happened to me. Okay. It was, the experience was a little different.、Um, I, I did the Asian squat. But it wasn't accompanied with silence as it normally is. <laughs> it was accompanied by the loudest ripping sound okay, I've okay. ever heard. And my pants, one of the only pairs of pants that I had in Japan, went from one single pair of shorts <laughs> to two individual pant legs. <laughs> And it was, ban- dude, it was bananas, man. I shot up straight up red in the face because that's never happened to me in my life. And I have no idea what just happened. And I said, I'm gonna go. <laughs> and, I, and I got out of there, man. And I went back and I told everyone it wasn't a big deal. But secretly, I knew that. <laughs> it was I, a big deal. I, I secretly knew that I just had two individual st- leggings at this point. <laughs> it was crazy. So as you're building up that story, I, I knew it was either gonna be a, a huge fart or. Ripping your pants. When you mentioned the, the large sound coming from. <laughs> <laughs> that, dude, that would have been. Lower half. I feel like that would have been more unfortunate. I think so. Because. I think so. I feel like even if you rip your pants, you still have some of your dignity. A little bit. A little Because bit. Because that's, that's out of your control, man. That's, a, that's, that's Quicksilver's fault. That's not my fault, you know? <laughs> <laughs> But if I farted, like really loud, that's my fault, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, what is your first world problem? Well, I can't top that, but. Every, you, dude, okay, my, that, my, my story isn't even like funny, it's just. It's just serious. It's、okay. not serious either. It's just, Let's get serious, guys. I'm gonna play some serious music. Ready? Go. It's one of those things that happens where you're just like, well, that sucks, you know? But I was at work a couple days ago, and the night before, I, I spent hours and hours preparing this, my first ever homemade ramen. That's my favorite food on earth. So I put my heart and my soul into this dish. I, I cried over it and I it watched my kids grow up, you know.、Um, I love、oh, this、dang. bowl of ramen. So I, I had it ready. I, I didn't even eat a bowl when I made it, you know, because I packed it all for lunch. I said, This is going to be the best lunch of my life. This is the lunch that all lunches、mm. were made to look up to. Oh, dude, I'm both hungry、work. and sad. Keep going.、Oh. So I come into work and I. I'm excited all day, you know. I just can't wait to taste the luscious, creamy, savory, umami joy that is my bowl of ramen. Okay. <laughs> the clock 
crawls by, and by the time 12 o'clock rears its face okay. on the face of my watch, I make a dash for the kitchen. And I walk in, and I, I hear the beautiful no. cries no. of my absent ramen in the fridge. No! Jerks! My ramen is not only missing, but everything is missing. Oh. My side dishes, my... Jerks, no. It was fridge cleaning day, and I didn't label my food. Okay, that okay, that was way better than I thought. I just thought some 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 scumbag in the <laughs> cubicle across from me was like, huh. But you know what happened after that? Anthony failed to uh, to mention the epilogue. Someone walked in and said, "Oh no, there's another couple fr- <laughs> a cup of noodle in the pantry. Don't worry." About it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it definitely wasn't a fun time though. Oh man, dude, it's a little bit sad. You made your own ramen. What was the what was the broth? I made it. I made it from. Uh, Homemade dashi, which is mm, from delicious. Uh, soaked kombu, which is like a type of seaweed. Wow, dude, that's I the most... soaked that overnight, and then oh. I, uh, I cooked it with, you know, boiled it with miso, shoyu, and maybe maybe chicken broth or something. I don't really know. Um, you know, all that good stuff. Man, that's the most counter. That's the most not white thing that's ever come out of your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> that's incredible, dude. You're you're a little bit counterculture though. I never you have to try it, man. I'm so sorry, man. Dude, we'll cook that during our Chapdams cooking special when you come back. Oh, this was we we actually we told the audience that it was gonna it was gonna happen. We told them it was gonna be now. Yeah, but we're taking a short hiatus. Anthony has a business meeting. We're gonna save that up. We're going to plan out a good meal to cook that you can't see, but you can hear um, for the official Chappiam's cooking special extravaganza. And I know what you're thinking. Another hiatus? This show is going down the rabbit hole. Yeah. Well, okay. This show is going down the drainage ditch to They're right. Poitar. They're right. My mom was right. Everyone that told me this was right. But we're going to try and prolong the death as long as we can. <laughs> no, I, I'm just kidding. I really don't think the show's dying yet. Yeah, you know... Um, we, we took a Christmas break, and now I'm going on this uh, mm-hmm. extended business trip, so I'm going to have to miss a little while. We should have we should have some shows to cover most of that gap. Yep. But uh, I'll be back, ready for some action um, in about a month and a half. Yeah, man. Yeah, and uh, partial, partly why we didn't do a Christmas special was because uh, I had surgery around that time for my nose, and I just realized, someone told me yesterday that my voice sounds really different, it sounds a lot clearer and less raspy, and I feel like huh. I finally understand it now. I haven't, I don't know, we'll let you guys be the judge of that. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, I, I have another topic, because I it got me thinking about counterculture a little bit, so... Um, I was thinking about my hair when you were talking, and I don't know why I was, but my hair is super long because I haven't cut it since the surgery. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I just, I remember looking in the mirror when I was washing my hands, and I was like, I look like a Pokemon trainer right now. And then it got me thinking, I was like, I've never played Pokemon, and I feel like that's that's how I really stick it to my own culture, man. I'm like, this is how I rebel. <laughs> like, I've I've been shamed so You've never many. Never played Pokemon. T- I've never played Pokemon. I've been shamed so oh, many times as a Japanese boy throughout you, my life. Rightfully so. I've been shamed so many times. I've been de- I've my my parents threatened to disown me at one point. All my friends left. Yeah, man, it was kind of rough not playing Pokemon, but I had to take a stand. Someone had to. I had to be the first boy. The first Japanese boy to never, ever play Pokemon, but someone's got to do it, right? 
Someone's gotta do it. <laughs> but, but dude, you're co- you're counterculture too, man. A little bit. I saw your I a saw little, your little bit. I saw your whole family walking around the house in shoes just now. Shoes. Yeah, your dad was wearing shoes. Your and your brothers were wearing shoes in the house, and I was like, what the heck? I felt like I was in another country, man. I was like, <laughs> what is this? I'm not part of that. I don't wear shoes in the house. Yeah, so I can't. Dude, wear sho- how does your family feel knowing that okay, you're the okay? Here's this. You're the like, no shoes yeah, freak. We don't in the usually house. wear shoes in the house. Uh, I, I don't know why they were, but. Wish but, I know. Because... Okay, but here's this. Okay, here's my little rant. Why do people <laughs> in the universe wear shoes in the house when you gotta wear shoes exactly. your entire day? Come on. You guys. wake up in the morning. You put on socks. You put on shoes. You go to work. You're wearing shoes all day. You come home from work. Wait, you're just gonna wear more shoes? Yeah, man. Come on, I, man. I, I can't even relate with that because I don't even wear shoes to begin with. <laughs> I refuse to wear shoes, man. I walk like. I I walk like maybe four miles, four or five miles every day because I have to walk from the parking lot to class and then and then to work which is a, a really long walk but i refuse to wear any form of shoes man shoes are dumb that's my final statement and by no shoes you mean slippers slippers are dumb what <laughs> what no no, no. <laughs> shoes are dumb i i don't like shoes man but i mean by, by wearing no shoes you mean you're wearing slippers you're not walking around oh yeah really. yeah and you, if you're on the mainland, that means flip flops. Yeah, not those. Have you ever things. subscribed to that barefoot movement? Do you remember that? No. Remember in high school, there was always those um those those dudes that would walk around school with no shoes. Yeah. And they would just walk through the dirt. Yeah. That was called like the barefoot movement. Yeah, I used to think that was cool, but then I was reading about like tapeworms and stuff, and <laughs> you can get that stuff from walking around barefoot. Now I'm scared. Yeah, man, don't do it. Don't do it, mate. Yeah, you can get flesh. Like no joke, like. Um, someone in my family got like a flesh-eating bacteria mm-hmm. or a flesh-eating virus, which or is the scariest name for, for a any... medical condition. <laughs> it's literally <laughs> the most terrifying thing. Yeah, man. So hey, man, I'm I'm all for walking around barefoot. Just do it in places like your house or at the beach or maybe the parking lot of the beach. You know, places yeah, where yeah. you don't think <laughs> that kind of stuff runs amok. Who but named flesh-eating bacteria? A jerk. Dude, that's just scary. You know, you know who named flesh-eating that's bacteria? You know who named it for real? It was named, and this is true. It was named by. This is a real thing. It was probably named by a humble person oh. because he didn't name it after himself, unless his name was flesh-eating. Oh, this isn't real. You're making this up. Yeah, no, no, no. But he's also. It's also like. It was probably named by that one guy that we all know that's a little too brutally honest, that never sugarcoats anything, <laughs> you know? If he ever has bad news, he doesn't pull any punches. He just kind of hits you with it, you know? You know, I see it a different way. I see it as the guy who named flesh-eating bacteria is that guy who has to burst the bubble for everyone, you know? He's like, actually, guys, <laughs> you see what um, you have actually, here is actually, technically, actually, it's a flesh-eating bacteria. Yeah. Actually, you are dying. <laughs> That's like like when you're when you're talking about how uh, you're, not, you're you're if you're like oh I'm healthy they're like actually you're slowly dying every single day. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> we all knew that guy. Come on, Bertrand. Were you, were you ever that guy? I, I was totally bit. that guy. <laughs> See, I, I, I'm still that guy. Oh my gosh. Oh. <laughs> And I hate I hate when I'm that guy, but you hate when you're that guy, but you just can't. I don't help like it, being huh? that guy. You just can't help being that guy. Sometimes I just gotta like act. Man, act. you're probably terrible. Just... You're probably terrible at funerals. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've never I've never given one, but uh... you've never get. I'm glad, man. You're probably terrible at funerals. You're probably terrible at births. Yeah, I, I try not to be that guy though. 
I'm proud that of I can. you. Hey. I, I know I've <laughs> had my share of people that haven't been so fond of me because I've <laughs> I'm the argumentative type. Yeah, you know, I'm 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 the opposite. I feel like I like to try and be more head on and headstrong, but as a Japanese person, man, I I've been trained. I've been trained culturally to beat around the bush. Mm-hmm. Like I just can't. It's hard for me to do something if I know that it has a personal cost to somebody else. Right. Like even at a party, right? Even at a party, as a Japanese person, if I see the last thing of food, like at a potluck, I will not eat it. I refuse to eat it unless I have like some form of consent to eat it. You tell me about it's this. It's ridiculous. Someone gave me a hat. My boy Ernie. He gave me a hat, and I couldn't take it because it's grace, and it's hard for me to accept it. And I was like, Ugh, this is like the coolest hat ever. So I gave it back to him, and then and then David took it just just to kind of like teach me something. And then he gave it to me, and I said, Ugh, and I gave it back to him because oh I couldn't handle gosh. it. It's crazy, man. I just don't I just don't know how to do it. Isn't that a crazy thing? How like it's hard for us to accept gifts because we feel like you haven't earned it, or we yeah we feel like we're I don't know, we just can't do it, but but when you're giving a gift to someone and they don't take it, it's irritating, isn't it? Yeah, no, totally. To- well, like, I, mean, I, don't, I can't really think of many times this happened, but I don't know. I mean, that, that's totally happened to me when I'm like, you know, hey, can I help you out with, you know, whatever, and they're like, oh, no, I'm good, I don't, you know, because they feel bad. Yeah. But, you know, you want to, like, if you're offering something, you want to... You just want to give it, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, do you think that's like a, a form of pride to not... Yeah. Not to not be able to See, graciously receive gifts. I feel like it is for some people. It is for some people, but for me, it's just difficult for me to accept grace because I feel. Oh yeah, maybe maybe like it all roots down to pride, right? Because I feel that I can't take it. I feel that I can't take it because I haven't earned it, which is maybe my own ego. You're pointing at yourself still, you know. It's like, yeah, right. It's interesting, right? But I think it has less to do with ego and more to do with. I'm thinking of the other person. Like, let's say another person okay, wants to okay. help me financially, gives me $50, right? Mm-hmm. $50. $50 that came out of their hard work for me, someone that didn't do anything for it. And they give it to me, and I say, I can't accept it because I know that labor and effort that I didn't have any part of went into generating that $50 to give to me. You know All what right. I'm saying? It's hard because... I think for me it has less to do with ego and maybe subconsciously it does and more about the person giving it to me will be affected negatively by giving it to me. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Have you ever been in that situation though where you want to give somebody a gift and they won't, I guess, graciously accept it or... I don't know, it's an interesting thing because it's like... Well, my whole family's Japanese, man, you know that. <laughs> It's just, oh man, we're, we, I think, especially as Christians, we need to learn how to accept grace, right? Yeah, I mean... Because that's, that's the gospel itself. The gospel itself is 100% grace. <laughs> right. Like... And that's like the most, like, hyperbolic form of... <laughs> yeah, if I can't accept $10, how can I accept God's love, you know? Well, I mean, how can you accept God's son literally dying for you? To forgive you of your sin, you know? It's like... Like, when someone's trying to give us a gift, it's like... We never did anything negative to them for them to have to give you that gift, right? Right, 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 But, like, right. With, with God, it's like, we actually, like... 
you know, committed like treason against God. Like we're, we're like actively rebelling against God, but He still gives us that gift to cure that relationship. Isn't that incredible? And it's incredible that I just, I just can't accept it sometimes, man. That's that's crazy. It's interesting. That's something we could talk about a lot of it. Yeah, it's something that I talk about a lot, but I feel like I just have a hard time growing in it. Mm-hmm. And it's, it has nothing to do with like the way my parents raised me or anything. It's just I don't know. It's just hard for me, man. Mm-hmm. It's weird. I'd be interested in like trying to uncover, study that a little bit. Uncover the roots of like why it's hard for us to accept gifts from others. When when they obviously want to give it, you know. Yeah, like like we we're, we're obviously hurting their feelings by not taking <laughs> yeah. it. But I just can't do it, man. It's like in my blood. It's in my blood to not accept gifts. Yeah. I think it's one thing when you feel like they might not actually want to give you that, you know, or there's Right, being... maybe that's it too. But when it, but sometimes it's clear that like they want to give you this gift and they want to bless you. And yeah. when we don't want to take it, it's kind of like we know that we're depriving them of that joy of giving something to us that they want to give to us. <laughs> yeah. Like this afternoon when I went to Pono Guitars, I don't mm-hmm. want to say how much I paid for this guitar just because I don't want to give anyone the wrong idea. Uh-huh. But he gave me an incredible deal. And I said, are you sure you want to give it to me for that much? And he says, do you want me to charge you more? And I almost said, maybe. Just because <laughs> <'cause> I was <laughs> like, that's such an incredible gift. Why would I accept that? Right. So I, I almost asked him to pay more. Isn't that weird? That's weird, man. That's just weird, man. I just don't know how to do it. You don't see me at uh, Macy's doing that. <laughs> but. <laughs> oh, man. All right, that's the end of our podcast. Bye. Join us next week.